Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. Fact Check This Podcast, and today I am going to talk about sports. Go scream at the clouds if you're one of those screeching libertarians who thinks sports is a waste of time. Let me just go ahead and get it out, out there, off the top, off my chest. If you spend all day talking about ending the Fed, talking about inflation, talking about the military-industrial complex and how evil the state is, fuck the police, so on and so forth, and the only thing you have to contribute to any conversation is to quote Rothbard, Mises, or even Hoppe, you are quite thoroughly wasting your time. So, is sports a waste of time? Absolutely. You know what else is a waste of time? Video games, reading fiction, reading science fiction especially, or good, some good fantasy stuff. Like all of these things are a waste of time in terms of like, are you changing the world? And you know what? We need time wasters. We need things like that. And that's actually kind of the title or I mean, kind of the, the basis, the premise of this article, which is right there in the title. It is uh, once I get it pulled up. Oh, there we go. From my very favorite. There we go. From my very favorite source of news, the Atlantic. I really, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I really do like the Atlantic because from time to time, they have good opinion pieces and stuff like this that are just like general, non political that are really good. And they also, uh, with their political stuff, have a tendency to uh, say the quiet parts out loud or unironically just call a spade a spade. So that's kind of fun, too. Um, Sports are great because they're pointless. Now, I don't think sports are entirely pointless, but it is a very good point. And and I'm not going to read a whole lot through this early part of it. Uh, He talks about his love of the Cubs and his connection to his father through their mutual love of baseball. Uh, specifically of the Cubs, and like he makes the point that like some would argue, especially the you know the non-sports types would argue that they could have had so much better of things to bond over and to connect over with you know family and careers and you know things like that. But but like sports is something that's easy, and so what I really wanted to talk about this with this is what the part that he really digs into is the uh, 
I'm just going to read this paragraph here and, and we'll take it from there. It's the easiest way to do this. So when it comes to understanding our relationships with others, for my money, the best source is Aristotle. He wrote extensively about the many types of philia or mutual attraction and attachment that form the basis of every relationship between human beings. Philia based on transaction is the least virtuous kind, according to Aristotle. For example, I am friendly with my dentist and she is friendly with me, which makes it less unpleasant for me to give her hundreds of dollars to drill my teeth. At the other end of the spectrum is philia based simply on the deep satisfaction that the relationship brings to each person in it and a desire that the other be happy. They wish each alike the other's good, Aristotle wrote. So as he continues to go, this highest philia often includes a common love for a third thing, such as religious faith or a search for moral perfection. Uh, I have one close friendship, for example, in which my friend and I frequently discuss our efforts at improving ourselves as people. But as research has shown for more than 2,400 years since Aristotle described philia, a mutual love doesn't have to be for something profound in order for it to boost, uh, to bolster a deep friendship. Just as the highest philia is not useful in a worldly sense, the love that sustains it can be for something that might seem trivial. The point is that it brings friends together in shared satisfaction without being transactional. So I did want to kind of, I'm going to take this down for just a second. I did want to kind of touch on the, like the transactional relationship type thing. Like we have, we all have those relationships, whether it be with a boss or with an employee, with a coworker, with like, like the example of the dentist, like you have those transactional relationships. You have these friends or these connections that you know the person and you get along, you are, you have a, it could be a meaningful relationship in so much as that it is, you serve a purpose towards each other and you get along and you might even consider that person a friend, but <clears throat> there's with the, with the philia and the, uh, as it's talked about, the deep satisfaction that the relationship brings, like that satisfaction is something that is in, integrally important to a, a person's general well-being. And a lot of times those are more often than not, I would probably say those transactional relationships, they don't contribute that to your life. Like if, uh, if you really think about it, like the people who complain the most about their jobs are the people who go to work strictly to make a paycheck. Like I have, I have good relationships with the people that I work with to a large extent because we have mutual connections to stuff like doing this podcast. Some of the, some of the things that I talk about on this show are also things that they listen to other shows and podcasts and, and read stuff. And so we have these, uh, mutual connections that being at work and having conversations while we're at work about stuff that's not work related, I, the the work relationship itself for myself in a supervisory position and for them as the the employees who report to me, that is a strictly transactional relationship. That I have that with everybody that I work with, um, but the ones who I actually have like 
what I would consider more meaningful and good relationships with. And the reason that I look forward to going to work is because there are the ones who are there that we have deeper conversations and we have, there's more to, it's not a strictly transactional relationship. It is, it is a, we have a mutual connection and, and we're able to talk to each other. So we have that, um, we have that, that, that uh, higher end philia, the satisfaction of like being able to actually communicate on stuff and, and get, get something out of the relationship beyond just the strictly transactional. I do this so you can have this, you do this so I can have this. Like that's the transactional is the lowest form of, of the philia and is the one that you should have the least amount of in your life. Like, uh, like when, okay. So like, uh, incomes, like alternate in, income streams have, has become like a really big thing. Uh, and rightly so, like you should have as many different means of, of making, making money as, as possible, especially with the economy, the way it is. But like if, if all of your relationships are based on this strictly transactional doing this to get this, like you're not going to have a very fulfilled or meaningful life. You may have plenty of money, but at the end of the day, like you're probably going to be miserable and, and not real fulfilled. Uh, so, so that's where we get into the sports and something that he, he kind of goes on to talk about. Uh, I'm going to move towards the end of the article because I want to talk more on the sports thing in a, uh, a more personal manner as opposed to just going straight from the article. Uh, so the two things with the philia and talking about specifically in sports and, and, you know, the relationships, if your relationships with friends and family are leaving you a little cold, you might be suffering from accessible usefulness in your activities. Maybe the solution is cultivating a taste for baseball, or maybe instead for opera or chess or jeopardy, no matter what your friendship boosting hobby is, be sure it follows the two rules. One, make it intrinsic, not instrumental. Remember that Aristotle's perfect philia requires you to focus on the inherent satisfaction you get from someone's company, not worldly gains such as money or career advancement. Your pastime should mostly serve that per, uh, that satisfaction goal. Maybe you can share enjoyment of a professional pursuit with a friend, but be careful, goals can shift quickly and imperceptibly. What was primarily an excuse to spend time with a loved one or a secondarily a professional venture can easily become more business than fun and an unprofitable pursuit is a safer bet. So like looking at sports, for instance, like it doesn't need to be important. It doesn't need to be something that like really matters. Like I can think of some of the most fun that my wife and I have had over our relationship was uh, she's a Louisville fan and I'm a Mississippi State fan. And as it just so happened, uh, Louisville and Mississippi State met in like every collegiate sporting event that went on there for a several month period. Um, the, the Mississippi, uh, Mississippi state and Louisville played each other in a bowl game. And then Mississippi state and Louisville's men's basketball played each other in the NIT tournament. And then Mississippi state and, and, uh, Louisville's women's team played each other in the, NCAA women's tournament. So like we had, we had our heads, go, our, our teams going head to head uh, repeatedly for a, a several month stretch. 
which was really a lot of fun. And Mississippi State won the football game. I think Louisville won the men's basketball game, and Mississippi State won the, the women's basketball game. But like, we we went to we went to a restaurant or a bar or something, and and ate and watched the the football game. And we did the same for the the basketball game. Like, and it was a lot of fun. And it was a it was like a bonding moment that didn't have a whole lot of like we're not we weren't building up some thing in our relationship or we weren't building up something in our like life goals or anything like that. It was just a fun disconnect from, you know, things that matter. Like at the end of the day, if Louisville or Mississippi state wins those games, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter to me. It doesn't even matter to her, but, but it was fun. It was something that, that bonds us. And that's what sports is supposed to be. And so the last point is, uh, the point is philia, not passion. Uh, and the, as the author says here, if I'm to be truthful with you, I'm not authentically passionate about any of my pastimes, and I never have been. I envy people who honestly seem to love college football, whittling, or singing in a community choir, because I'm not one of them. But that doesn't stop me from achieving perfect philia, however. You can still form a bond with someone you appreciate by dabbling in something you like but don't love. To cultivate better philia, don't pretend to enjoy something you really hate, but do consider the, what your loved ones enjoy. And if those interests appeal to you at all, you can adopt them by choice. So trying to, it, it doesn't have to be like he's saying here, like it doesn't have to be something that you're super passionate about or that you love. It has, it just needs to be something that's enjoyable and that you can uh, kind of share together and, and have, have a good time with, have, uh, have like a relationship building type of bond where it's something that you come together and you do it for the sheer uh, enjoyment of doing it with each other. Not, not particularly because it's something that you like are super invested in and probably to not be super invested in it makes it a little bit, a little bit better. Like you do see, you do see sports fans who are like super into something and, and like seem to like life seems to hang in the balance of if their team wins or loses. I've never particularly been that type of a person. Um, like I do understand that there is a level of just absolute uselessness that is involved in sports. Like it's uh, like the title of this article says sports are great because they're pointless. Like there is a certain level of pointlessness to to sports and that's a that's a beautiful thing like that's that's the way it should be um you should be able to use that as a as a detachment um like something that we talked about in the not this past tuesday but the tuesday before when i had james and uh jacob and craig on and we talked about rest and stuff like something that sports for instance or even video games or reading fiction or whatever it might be like those pointless activities those are necessary for your downstate like those are things that we don't get enough of in modern society and that like you don't always have to be ramped up to 11 and and it's it is mentally and physically unhealthy for you to be ramped up to 11 all the time. Like you need those pointless things in your life that just kind of remove you from 
doing shit and puts you in a state of just kind of being and letting letting the world sort of flow through you uh not to like seem too tantric or any, uh, anything like that but like there is a huge value in the downstate that that in this like hyper productive society that we live in people really seem to miss out on and it's something that i've tried to be a lot more deliberate about over the last several years is is trying to take advantage of that and, and having that downstate time and I, i've probably been somewhat terrible about it over the last year or so especially since i've started doing all this podcast stuff and and the videos and, and everything else and um there is an extent to which the the hobby has become kind of job like um not this particular uh but like there there is an there is a huge need in our day-to-day lives to to have downstate and have pointless endeavors that don't require us to be ramped up to 11 all the time another thing that i wanted to touch on in sports that is not included in this article but that i think is incredibly value valuable and and important is the things that are uh the things that aren't pointless about sports like like there are certain things that i don't think can be taught i think they have to develop naturally in in your life through either as a child or an adult or whatever and and like one of those things is a is a competitive edge or a drive and and i think that for me that really materialized itself in sports uh like wanting to be the best at something wanting to constantly get better to constantly improve to constantly find ways that you can take it to the next level and then having those things carry over into other parts of life like that's that's something that that sports are i think valuable for 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 many people now obviously i like this doesn't apply to everybody some people aren't athletic some people just don't have a just don't have a desire to play sports or be involved in sports but like there's a lot to be said for competitive edge and and driving for uh if not perfection at least for better and and I do think sports kind of uh, creates that in 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 a lot of people's lives. Also, team building is something that's uh, you can I'm trying to think of a way to put this without just being a dick about it. But like you can kind of tell in certain work situations when you're around a bunch of people who play team sports and who understand the value of. Uh, of executing a role well, of knowing what your purpose is on the team, and of doing things, uh, of working together, and you can also usually pretty obviously tell when you're around somebody who never participated in that sort of stuff. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe maybe it's maybe it's a bias on my part because I was so big in sports all through high school and college, and and even uh, up to you know up to this point in my life, less, less so over the last year, but like it is something that I look at and see maybe differently than some people do. So like taking that stuff sort of stuff into account. Um, another, another thing that I trying to think of how to word this the right way. Another thing that I think is 
an important and a valuable aspect of sports is just the general like healthiness of being involved in sports. And obviously I've gone away from the initial like being a sports fan and moved more into the actual being actually being involved in sports and stuff like that. Uh, I, I think there is there is a certain healthiness that comes with being into sports, especially playing them. Maybe to some extent, maybe to some extent uh, watching them, but you do see a lot of incredibly massive fat slobs that are huge sports fans. So, so there is that. But like for for people who are actively engaged in participating in sports, there's a huge health benefit, and I think there's also a huge mental health benefit to that as well. That um, being a part of a team environment, being a part of something that you're looking to achieve goals and stuff, and also kind of having the, uh, maybe not so much for like high school and college age, or if you're in it professionally, like then it's, then it's a job, then it is kind of work and like you, you're achieving goals. But like for me as an adult playing basketball and just going to play, just going to play pickup games with my friends and stuff like that. And there's a certain level of pointlessness that if I hit this shot, that's awesome. And if I miss it, I missed it. And if we win this game, that's cool. And if we don't, we're going to play another one. I think <laughs> so there is a level of pointlessness that you can just kind of zone out and, and enjoy yourself and enjoy the time with the other people. Like I've always tried to recruit my teams based on number one. I want people who are good. I want people who are my friends. I want people that I'm have fun with. Like, well, are we going to take it seriously and try to win every game? Absolutely. Are we going to take it so seriously that we get real mad at each other? If somebody throws the ball out of bounds or does something stupid, no, we're going to laugh and be like, ah, oh, you fucked up, <laughs> you know, do better Dick. Um, you know, like that's, that's how I want to play. I, I don't want to be super, super serious. Um, so like, that's, that's a, a huge benefit of, of sports as well. And another, like the last thing that I kind of think, and I think this comes both from, uh, both from people who are fans of sports, as well as people who are involved with sports. I think there is a certain level of, um, of mental aptitude that comes with being being a sports fan and like especially like some of the smartest people on the planet that you'll ever meet are quarterbacks point guards defensive backs they the people who uh catchers people who have to like know the intricacies of everything that's going on on the field everything that's going on in the game uh like they are they're smart they're like wildly intelligent and being involved in sports like somebody who can sit there and watch a game and know what the play is going to be based on the formation and see how the defense breaks down and see how the offense is moving and and call out like where the play went wrong or where the play went right like those people have a a high-end level of of um like problem solving skills and stuff like that i mean Sports is not entirely pointless if you are if you are able to to look at that stuff and read that stuff and and understand and comprehend 
like the intricacies of the game that you that you love it it sharpens your mind it keeps you it keeps you on your toes like it, it's a it's a way of it's like a sudoku without having to put a bunch of numbers on a page like it's it's a thing that keeps your mind active and and it keeps your mind active while you can still be in that down state level of you're not having to be super productive you're just it keeps things going it keeps you sharp so that's it that's all i got on sports uh for some people this is not going to be in any way applicable and that is totally okay hopefully you find something else that you can have as your pointless endeavor to to do some team building and and to to garner some camaraderie with with your fellow humans or be an automaton and uh, quote libertarian books all the time and talk about the fit. If and if that's what you do for your uh, pointless endeavors that build your com- the build camaraderie and help you achieve that that high end philia of satisfactory, fulfilling relationships without being transactional, then that's cool too. I mean, I I get a lot of value out of my time on Twitter talking shit I, I don't spend a lot of time being real philosophical but some people do and if that's like if that's the thing that that gives you that satisfaction if you're getting if you're getting that fulfillment from the relationships then that's cool too i just i think maybe you know <laughs> there is a value in sports other than it just being a pointless endeavor and and especially as a libertarian community, uh, that should be acknowledged, recognized, and and embraced instead of just poo-pooed as, oh, what a waste of time. That'll be it for today. I will be back tomorrow. Actually, speaking of mental health, I'm going to come back tomorrow. And we're going to talk about men's mental health. There have been some things that I've seen that um, kind of made me think about that. like. We're expected to be strong and and have our shit together all the time, and 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 men also just do a lot do a lot to compartmentalize and and not talk about uh, feelings or emotions or mental anguish or whatever's going on in in the noodle. Uh, I've been especially guilty of that throughout most of my life. So tomorrow night I'm going to have some guys on, and uh, I can't remember who all volunteered for it, and I'll uh, it'll it'll come out whenever I put up the. Uh, the link for the live stream, but yeah, we're going to get together and we're going to talk about mental health and the things we can do to be better about that. So I hope everybody tunes in for that. And in the meantime, hope you have a great rest of your day. Catch you later.